Welcome to the Entrepreneur Hot Seat, where I talk to entrepreneurs and business people from all walks of life and all levels of success, from millionaires to the people who are just starting out and everyone in between. My objective is not only to learn about their businesses and goals, but about their challenges and fears as well, all with the hopes of helping them and you find a pathway to success. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Entrepreneur Hot Seat. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I am so grateful that you're joining me today for my interview with my friend, Steve Roy. And this is one I'm excited for. Steve is the owner of Fit Dad Nation, an online community dedicated to helping busy dads get and stay fit and has been a certified personal trainer, business owner, and fitness coach since 1997. I'm excited to hear this story because uh, I'm obviously into fitness, but also because Steve came from being a full-time employee and left his job to pursue this this passion, I think, a few years ago. And also want to make sure we mention that Steve is a proud father of two daughters, Georgia, who is 12, and Lily, who is nine, and he strives every day to be the best dad that he can be. I can relate to that. Steve, welcome to the Entrepreneur Hot Seat. Thanks, Andy. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Great to have you here. Uh, we met through a Dad's Edge group on Facebook that our friend Larry Hagner runs and just made so many great friends through that group. So many great dads who are also striving to be the best fathers and, and men that they can be. And it's always cool to just associate with other guys like you who are really out there trying to be a great dad and also help other dads try to live a great life and, and be great dads. So um, I'm really eager to get into your story here. And so I thought we'd share or start with a little bit of your background, if you wouldn't mind, share some of your origin story and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, you bet. So I was a typical 98-pound weakling growing up. My nickname was Stickman. Even into my late 20s, I just, I was rail thin, had no, you know, no muscles. I felt like no matter what I did, I just couldn't get any bigger. So I was super self-conscious because I was always the smallest kid in my class kind of the weakling. I was picked on, bullied, had really bad eighth grade. I was bullied by this one kid, just tormented me. And and so it wasn't until I was, you know, up into my late 20s that I, I really started getting into fitness. Buddy dragged me to the gym and, and I kind of fell in love with it. And I ended up getting certified in 1997 and it just became a passion of mine. So, you know, through my entire, you know, these last 20 years, even though I've worked, you know, a few different jobs, I've had a career in finance, it's always been a part of my life. So I've always been a certified trainer through all of this, uh, my marriage, my divorce, but I've always kept, you know, a few clients. And even when I was working my desk job, I would train before work or after work. And, and because I just, I just loved it. And so now, yeah, I mean, I get to, you know, do what I love every day. And it's, I mean, I really do wake up and just, I'm, I'm just grateful that I have this chance because, you know, not many people, get to do what they love every single day. So it's, it's really not, and they say, you know, you'll never work a day in your life if you're doing what you love, and it's true. Yeah. You know, I don't ever feel like I'm working. Yeah, that's so cool. It, it is a rarity. I mean, I've, I've seen oh, yeah. the, the polls, you know, the data that says that, you know, 80% of people in America are either hate their jobs or not working their dream jobs. And, and some people are always chasing that, and maybe their expectations are too high. I'm also very lucky that I get to that I really love and enjoy my work right now, but it hasn't always been that way. You know, sometimes you've got to climb the ladder and go through the, the journey and the other things to get to where you are. So I definitely want to talk more about what you're doing, but I want to go back to the beginning and what you talked about growing up that, that skinny kid and getting bullied and picked on a lot. 
I can relate to that a little bit. I probably wasn't picked on as nearly as much as you were or what you described in school. And I know how hard that is, but what, what are some of the things that you learned from that? What do you draw from when you, you bring that up? Obviously, it's something you still think about from time to time. So what do you draw? How, what have you drawn from that as you've gone through your journey and built your own life and business? Well, I mean, believe it or not, I mean, I think it's really had an impact. I mean, it did for many years on my self-confidence and, you know, the abilities that I felt like I had because I always felt like a victim, you know, I mean, just, I went through my entire childhood as a victim. My parents were divorced when I was very young. It was bitter. It was hideous. It was terrible. And I only saw my dad two months out of every year. And it was heartbreaking leaving him every summer. We would fly out to California from New Hampshire every summer. And when we came back, it was just, it was terrible. And so I was resentful towards my mom. And then I went to school where I was picked on. And so it did, it really affected my confidence. I mean, it got so bad to a point where as a senior, uh, I refused to get up in front of the class and do any kind of speaking or oral presentation. So I would just take a zero every time because I was just so self-conscious, so timid. You know, it was just a very bad experience looking back. You know, I hear about people that, oh, I was, you know, I loved high school. You know, I played sports. I mean, I didn't do anything. No sports. I didn't date. I didn't go to prom. I, I never even had kissed a girl until I was out of high school. Just because, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's just what happened. I mean, my, my mind was just holding me back. And so, you know, it, it took a long time to really work through that, you know, and realize that, you know, it wasn't necessarily me that was the issue. And, you know, I went through some personal growth workshops and I did a ton of work on myself. I mean, con I'm still doing it now, but in the, in the 90s, the late 90s, I did a lot of, of work on myself and, and started really shifting my whole mindset on lots of things. And that's when I you know, found fitness as well. But yeah, I still think about it. I mean, I still believe it had you know, an impact. You know, I, I wish my childhood was different, but you know, it wasn't. So, yeah, it was, it was part of your journey, right? We yeah. all had I mean, to deal with different things. My parents got divorced when I was younger and, and things were fine. But, you know, it's, there's certainly some challenges that come with that. And it's all part of our journey. Interesting that you, you talk about some people looking back on high school. You know, you think about like Friday Night Lights or something. Yep. And people thinking yep. about high school is the greatest time of their life. You're definitely not one of those people. No, no. But, you know, on the flip side, you know, I, I'm a very emotionally strong person. So I think that you know, that my, my childhood, I mean, that helped groom me and, and create the person I am. I mean, I've gone through a tremendous amount of stress in the last five years with my divorce and what's happened to my kids because of it. Mm. But, you know, I've managed to keep it together, you know, probably a lot better than, you know, many. And I'm able to look at things, you know, from a, a, an outside perspective instead of getting too wrapped up in the, the deep emotions that are involved and stuff like that. So, you know, like I said, I just, I just really just spend a lot of time just trying to be a better person and you know, it's, it's, it's been working, but yeah, I've gone yeah. through some shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. But speaking of trying to become a better person, you mentioned that in the nineties, when you discovered fitness, you also started doing a lot of stuff in personal growth and you're a few years older than me, not a lot. And I discovered this kind of world of personal growth much later in the last couple of years. So how did you discover that and what types of things do you invest in? You said you went to some seminars. Where, where did you go and what had the biggest impact on you? The biggest impact, I went to this, it was, I guess, a seminar. It was a, a class. It was called Life Spring. So a friend dragged me to it and I was like, ah, whatever. So 
I went to this weekend thing and it was, you know, a bunch of speakers got up there. It was actually a couple of different women and started talking about breaking down your walls and, and kind of being vulnerable and opening yourself up and basically dropping the ego and working on what was your issue. And for me, I had kind of developed a, a very hard wall. Like I was kind of uh, egotistical. I mean, I, I didn't mention this, but in my, in my early twenties, I completely shifted in, into my mid twenties and I became, I mean, a totally different person. I, I grew, I matured. I mean, I, I mean, I hadn't even shaved when I was 19. So I went to my 10 year high school reunion and nobody even knew me because I looked so different. So I looked more like I do now, but if you look at a picture of me in high school, I look like a 14 year old girl. I mean, it was, it was terrible. I mean, it's not, I'm wow. not even joking. It's terrible. Wow. wow. And, and so I had developed this kind of ego, you know, I'd started dating a lot and, and so I went in there. I was like, "Oh, this is this is stupid." You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not going to be crying and blah blah blah. So I went to the weekend, but I gave an open mind, and I was like, "You know what? This this wasn't this wasn't bad." And so they said, "All right, well, we want you to do the week long training now." It's like two thousand. It was like a two thousand. It was a lot of money. It's like I don't have that kind of money, but I found it. And so I went through this entire week long process, and every day you're in there, and they're just on you for your personal shit, right? I mean, so for me, it was, it was ego. It was just some other, a couple of other things and they know what it is and they call you out on it in front of the entire group. There was maybe 40 people in there and they just beat on you. I mean, not in a bad way, but in a good way. And by the end of that week, I mean, it just it opened my eyes to so many different ways of looking at life and interacting with people. I mean, the last day on graduation, I mean, I was, I remember I was, <laughs> partnered up with this. He was like a six foot five dude who was an executive at uh, MCI Worldcom back then before it folded. And uh, we're like hugging. We're both like crying. And I was like, oh my God, what, what just happened? And then I went right into the leadership program, which is six months of the same stuff. And uh, it changed my life. I mean, it changed my life. The way I was just I mean, I talked to people. I mean, I was the way I thought about myself and other people. And I had a lot more friends afterwards and, and just things totally changed. I just, I dropped all the bullshit that I had and I just became more authentic and I was open and I just myself. And, um, that was where it really started. And that was, it was a life changer for me. Dude, that's such an awesome story. And it's, uh, yeah. as I've gotten more into this stuff and gone to a couple of workshops and just made so many friends and, and I've discovered that, the more you're able to open up with others and yourself and be vulnerable, uh, the easier it is to get to do the work and actually improve, right? Grow and improve and do these things. It's so important to do that. But so many people are either not willing to spend the money or the time, mm -hmm. or even if they do those things, are they even willing to really open up and let themselves go to that to that uh, experience. So mm -hmm. really cool that your friend drug you to that and you were, yes. <laughs> you were willing to open up a little bit to, to let it in and make those changes. What kind of changes did you make after that? I mean, how did that impact, especially your, your career as you were moving towards this uh, business? I mean, I just, I mean, I was living in such a kind of this bubble where all I wanted to do was go out and get drunk and hook up with chicks and, you know, making up for all the times, the, the years that I just couldn't do that. And so that's what my life was about. And so after this, and I just grew up. I mean, I became a lot more emotionally mature, started, you know, having deeper relationships, you know, started dating women for longer periods of time. 
Yeah. And it just, it just transitioned and I ended up spending my entire, you know, well, I would say probably eight years. I just traveled, you know, I would just wanted to meet people. I wanted to try new things and just be open to life. And so, yeah, I would pack up my car every year or two, find a new place in the country, just move. Didn't know a soul, didn't have a job, nothing. And I would just show up, get a job within a week, whatever, bartending, training, whatever, and just, you know, make friends and enjoy life. So yeah, cool. it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it, so was, were, it, was so it caused you to be more adventurous and build more relationships. And it sounded like you also developed a little bit of a career somewhere in there in finance or something. So what was the catalyst that caused you to finally mm-hmm. leave the jobs behind and start this fitness coaching business? Well, the, the funny thing, the catalyst for me actually getting a quote unquote career, I was, I turned 30 and I was working at the Hard Rock Cafe in downtown Denver waiting tables. And I turned 30 and nobody called me. You know, I was kind of, I was by myself. You know, my family didn't call me. I was like, this just sucks. And I just had this revelation. I'm like, I'm 30 years old. I'm still waiting tables. I'm like, this is not right. So I made a phone call back to Maryland and I said, I want to, I want to go to, I want to be a stockbroker. I mean, I don't, I don't have any background in finance, but you know, for some reason I just said, you know, it sounds like an interesting profession. Friend of a friend of a friend of a friend called got me an interview. I drove back to New Hampshire, uh, Maryland and got hired at First Union, which then became Wachovia, then became Wells Fargo. But yeah. so that's where I started. So I spent almost 12 years in that industry. So after about the first year, maybe not even in that industry, I realized, you know what, this is definitely not for me. You know, it just, this just sucks. But then I had started dating somebody. I got married, started having kids and I'm like, well, I'm kind of stuck now. You know, I was making good money. We had just gotten hired to Merrill Lynch. Uh, And we moved and and then we bought a house. I'm like, well, I'm I'm really stuck now because she didn't work. She was with the kids. And yeah, I just just grinded it out. I mean, I grinded it out for for almost 12 years. And towards the end, I was was miserable. I mean, I, I mean, I got to wear a suit every day. We had a big book of business. I was making plenty of money. I had an office with a view. I mean, it was you know, on paper, it was awesome. I mean, I came and went as I pleased. Nobody, there was nobody managing me. And people are like, you're crazy to leave that, you know, after all these years and all my certifications and my series seven licenses and insurance, I mean, all this time invested in all this stuff. And I said, you know what? It's miserable though. I don't care. You pay me a million dollars a year. It's not worth it. I hate being here. So I got separated in 2012, the end of 2012. And I worked that job for another nine months while I decided that, you know, I'm, I'm going to make a change now. I'm no, no longer chained. I don't feel like I'm chained to this because we're split up and I can do what I, you know, really would love to do. And yeah, nine months later, I, I had uh, contacted this gym owner. It was a small little functional training center. He was looking for some part-time help. And I said, you know, you know I'll pick up a couple shifts and, you know, do some coaching. And we met and he talked and, and the hours didn't work out for what he was looking for. And he said, okay, you know, no worries. Calls me the next day and says, I just love what you had to say. I loved your, your energy and your passion. He said, I'm creating a position that's going to be someone that's in charge of running this entire gym, the sales, everything. I want you to do it. I said, okay, this is what I need to make. To make, you know, I have now, I had child support. I had a lot of child support and, and yeah. alimony was high. And I said, I have to make this money to survive. Yeah. And so, you know, he sent me the numbers. I sat on a spreadsheet for a week, just crunching numbers. And I said, well, 
if I continue coaching my other clients, you know, at 4.30, 5 a.m., work this eight, nine-hour shift at this gym, and then, you know, do something afterwards, I'll make enough to, to live. So I took it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I jumped all into it. And I was, I mean, I was up at 4.30 in the morning. I was home at 10. I was killing myself. I had my kids every weekend, so I had the whole week to just work and lost like 20 pounds in in like four months because I was just so active and I just didn't have enough time to eat. (laughs) At the end, yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, uh, I mean, so at the end, you know, the owner, unfortunately was someone I just could not, you know, tolerate. I had worked with some bad bosses, but he was the worst. Mm. Uh, I won't even go into it. It was nightmare for me. So I had started dating someone at that time and she said, you're miserable. You can't do this to yourself again. You have to quit. And so I've always wanted an online business. You know, I started a blog in 2010 about leaving my job. Hmm. It just, just was a blog. I had a, I had a podcast actually. Um, I had interviewed people like Seth Godin and you know, it was, wow. came out of nowhere. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, you know, and it was just a hobby though, but it got really popular. I had tons of visitors and because I was writing so much from my heart. So I, I knew I wanted on, to do online business. And so I created a site called Single Dad Fit Dad, which was kind of a play on Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Right. Because I had kind of abused myself during my marriage. You know, I just I didn't take care of myself. It was all about the kids. I was trying to, you know, make her life better. And I just neglected myself, which happens to so many dads. Mm-hmm. But when I got divorced, the first year was a mess. I, I mean, I just completely fell apart emotionally because I was away from the girls. And I was just literally eating McDonald's every night. I was, you know, drinking a little bit. I didn't drink a lot, but I was never, never much of a big drinker. But just, you know, sodas and fast food and junk. And I stopped exercising and just felt terrible. I felt crappy all the time. Ugh. Even when I was training people. I mean, I would finish at the gym training somebody. Then I would stop at McDonald's and eat a Big Mac meal with large fries, a Coke, and an apple pie. And I'd eat it in my car in probably five minutes. I would just... Ugh. I'm getting sick just listening to this yeah. story. <laughs> then to make it worse, I'd go home and watch some sad movie every night and just yeah. basically cry myself to sleep because I was just so miserable. Yeah. And uh, after about a year of that, I had a big wake-up call. And uh, I said, you know what? Enough's enough. Time to get my shit together. And I made that decision that night. And I started and I never stopped. And so I just built one block on top of the next. And I ran for 10 minutes. I was exhausted. I went home, did it the next day for 12 minutes, went home, you know, and, and then built it back up to, I went to the gym, then I changed my diet and uh, I became just so much healthier and then I felt better and I started looking better and then it all just built into, you know, a snowball effect. And that's when I built that site, trying to help single dads go, th- you know, basically help them with, you know, all aspects of rebuilding their lives, starting with fitness, you yeah. know? And it was awesome. I loved it. I built a big community quickly, paid a lot of people a lot of money to help me with marketing and sales pages and funnels and everything that's, you know, all that stuff. And after a year and a half, I had hired somebody and I paid him a lot of money. I paid him three grand for two weeks. And he was just jumping and we were going to blow the shit out of this business. And after the two weeks, he said, dude, your niche sucks. He's like, you are going to go broke. He said, I love what you're doing. You have a great message but these single dads are not ready to invest in themselves. He said, you know, what you're doing is awesome, uh, but you're going broke. And because, you know, they're just, they're not in the mentality. They're not in the mind frame. Most of these guys 
to invest the money that you need to make to better themselves. They're not there. Yeah. No, yeah. they, need a, they need a place to, to, to vent and all that stuff and you're doing great, but it's not right. ever going to make any money. So you have a decision. I, I would suggest maybe changing your niche a bit. So I thought about it. It almost broke me because I didn't want to leave that niche, but ultimately it was a business decision. So I rebranded, started from scratch. I'd lost, you know, all that stuff. I mean, I had an email list of six or 7,000 people, lost most of them because they were single dads that wanted to hear single dad stuff. And so that's when I started the Fit Dad Nation. Rebranded, I mean, just started over. Yeah. So basically, you know, it was that year and a half of all that work. Kind of, I won't say it was a waste because I learned a lot and I met a lot of great guys and some are still with yeah. me. Yeah. But, you know, I went all in with Fit Dad Nation and started really talking to all dads. But more specifically, you know, guys that were, you know, willing to, to take action. I mean, so yeah. you know, a lot of what I do now, I exclude a large majority of my audience because, you know, they just want to sit on their ass and complain about their ex-wives and stuff. So I created different groups that are only for guys that, you know, are, are willing to take action on, you know, the stuff that we do. And so my community now is, is awesome because every guy is screened. Um, you know, anybody that does any kind of my programs, you know, I have to, to talk to, I have a membership program that, you know, I have to talk to these guys to make sure that they're, they're ready to do the work. So it's been a long journey, but yeah, it's for the last three years now, I've been doing this full time. And uh, I mean, I still have a few clients offline that I train. They've been with me for years and I just, I just love them as people. So I, I continue to burst traffic in, in the country. So it saves me hours, you know, in the car every day. I used to drive two hours each way to my office and it was and wanted to hang myself. So this has been fantastic. So <laughs> doing it online makes it a lot more convenient. Yes. Yeah, so um, but you're not with people. I know this is getting really popular and I know some other online personal trainers, coaches, uh-huh. and I see how it's definitely very doable. I mean, I do coaching and have a coach that's more about business and mindset and whatnot that's, that's done virtually and people can see how that's done. Fitness, some people are probably thinking, well, how do you do that? Don't you have to be there with them, watching them do the work? So how does that, how do you make that work? And are you doing, still doing a lot of one-on-one coaching virtually or is it all group stuff and programs that you're setting up? So I do all of it, but for one-on-one stuff, obviously it's not going to work for everybody. You know, no matter what anybody tells you, oh, you know, online coaching is just fine. Some people need somebody there with them. I mean, that's a good majority too. But Mm -hmm. if you're a self-starter and you can follow a program that's laid out for you, everything you need to know, and uh, you know, the big piece is accountability. So when I, take on a new client, everything is done via video. So, you know, they'll do an assessment for me on video, send it to me. I'll analyze what their strengths and weaknesses are. What do I have to, what do I have to include in their program? I'll write the program and then I'll shoot all the videos customized for them, explaining everything, you know, upload it to YouTube or whoever, and they'll watch it. And, and then we, we talk every week, but we're in communication every day. So accountability, you know, especially for middle-aged dads who are busy with life, sports, kids, all that stuff, they need someone on their ass just reminding them, Hey, this is why you're doing this, dude. I mean, you know, you're 40 pounds overweight because you've been sitting on your ass for, for the last 20 years at your desk. You know, if you don't change something, you know, you're never going to change and your habits are so bad that we've got to just kind of retrain you. So my job is to remind you every day or, you know, close to it. This is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. Let's touch base at this time. Let me know what you're eating. I want to see what you're eating. I want to see, you know, are you pushing yourself, you know, at the gym? I want to see that. 
you know, are you struggling with something? Let me know. Shoot me an email. Shoot me a text. We'll talk about it. Uh, I'm steering away from that only because it takes up so much time. I mean, obviously you make a lot more money, but I'm not a money motivated person. So it's not like, Ooh, I can make all kinds of money if I just load up on clients, but it just takes so long. You know, I mean, so much time because everything is customized. So, you know, I sell programs, I sell challenges within my groups. Uh, I just recently launched uh, a, um, a membership program. So it's, it's, really about being a better dad. So it's a, it's a, you know, it's a monthly fee. So it's uh it's called the fit dad, fit dad apex Alliance. So you, you may be familiar, may, may be familiar with that from, you know, Larry has uh, his mastermind type of program. So it, it's, you know, we do all kinds of stuff in it, but it's, you know, I think that's kind of the best way for me to help guys on a bigger level, you know, cause they're not paying a yeah. lot, but they have some skin in the game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've got uh, this captive audience where, you know, we can do the real work, you know, or accountability, you know, we have partners and it's just there's a lot of stuff we're doing. So I just, just opened that up. It's been awesome. And uh, that's kind of where I'm going to be steering my business, you know, so, you know, trying to chase clients or chase a buck every month, trying to make enough money is, is no fun. I mean, I don't enjoy that. So you know, having a monthly stream, of course, you know, it helps with that. Yeah. You don't have predict- to predictable it. income. That comes yeah. And you're not trying to worry about, Oh, I've got to create some program. I've got to do some flash sale or, you know, some other marketing tactic to make some money so I can pay my, you know, my bills. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of uh, the plan now. So I've got, you know, a bunch of different things going on, but that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. This episode of the Entrepreneur Hot Seat is sponsored by Advantage Performance Group. Advantage is the first place to call when you need leaders to lead, sellers to sell, and your business to flourish. At Advantage, we offer creative learning solutions that can help accelerate leadership development, business acumen, sales performance, and business results. Our clients say we're imaginative, collaborative, insightful, and fun. For more info, visit AdvantagePerformance.com or call us at 415 925 Six eight three two, and now back to the show. As you've been building this, it sounds like you've you've made a lot of changes. That major pivot from the single dads to this fit dad nation. What's one of the biggest mistakes that you've made along the way, or failures you've had that you learned from? Was it just that you feel like maybe you were pursuing the wrong niche, or was there something else you did that uh, didn't work out very well? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is uh, chasing kind of uh, one person's methodology, you know, like I would hire someone, they say, oh, you have to do it this way. We're going to do, you know, a lead magnet followed by a $7 tripwire, followed by a $30 product, followed by an upsell to this. And so I would do that for a while and it wouldn't work. And then, and I would hire somebody else and they'd say, let's do this. And so, you know, I mean, I've, I've hired a lot of experts, copywriters, you know, and they all have, obviously everyone has a different way of doing business, whatever, you know, works for someone may not work for somebody else. So I chased a lot of those things, hoping that that would be my golden ticket to, you know, cutting, hitting the hit, uh, the, the head, um, of the nail, but it never really happened. So I, I never really hit that home run per se where, you know, like, Oh man, I just, I just created this phenomenal sales page. It's gorgeous. And it's really well done. And I'm just going to just market the shit out of it. And it's going to, you know, scale and, you know, just never worked. And so none of that stuff ever worked. And so, and I thought about it and I'm just thinking, you know, 
I'm tired of chasing money. You know, this isn't a, a, a numbers game. Everyone wants to say it's a numbers game, online business, but I think it's, it's just, it's a, this is a, in, this is a personal, this is a people game. You know, this is about building relationships. I'm, I don't want to be a fitness marketer. You know, I don't want to just be some faceless name behind, you know, a screen making millions of dollars. I want to connect with people in real life. And it's a longer road. I mean, it's, it's going to be a much longer road for me yeah. to be where I want to be financially, but it's the best thing. I mean, the guys in my group now, they love it. I mean, they're connecting, they're, they're, they're bonding with each other. They're forming friendships, but I know that I'm, I'm helping them. I know I'm, I'm, I'm seeing them. We talk every week live, you know, and that's what I need to feel fulfilled. You know, it's not all these dollar signs rolling in. Yeah. So, yeah. So the biggest thing, you know, to answer your question would be, you're just chasing that, that thing for so many years thinking, all right, this is the one, this is the one that put me on the map. You know, I'm going to blow up. This is going to be huge. And it does happen for people. I know if I have friends that just nailed it and within a year we're making a million dollars a year in this space. But you know, that's just, you know, but it, it sounds like getting to know you and hearing you talk, and this is strange to say, but even if it had hit, and you had tons of people going through this and you were making a million dollars a year, but you weren't actually building any relationships. You didn't know any of them. They were just numbers that eventually you'd be tired of it and not want to do it anymore anyway, because you wouldn't enjoy it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I walked away from my business and finance. I was walking away from an income that was going to be probably, you know, three or $400,000 within a couple of years. That's a lot of money. I said, I don't care. I don't want it. I, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Cause if I start making 400 grand a year, I'm not going anywhere. You know yeah. what I mean? I can't it's leave. It's really that. hard to walk away from yeah. that. I mean, I can't leave that. And then you're stuck. And then you're yeah. 65 years old, miserable. And you spent your whole life doing something you hated. It's not worth it. So you're right. You're right. But I still learn. I'm still learning every single day. You know, I take every day as a new day. Like I don't have a structured set. This is what I'm doing this hour, this hour. You know, I reach yeah. out, I connect with these guys. What do we need? You know, I do my thing and, and I create a couple pieces of content for different, you know, various social medias. And, but yeah, it's all about, you know, these, this group of guys, you know, it's what can we do to help you today? Speaking of learning and growing every day, what's, what's one of the biggest things that you're challenged with right now that you're, you're struggling with or trying to, to get better at? I mean, just like what I mentioned, you know, the lack of, structure that I have, it's great. And it's bad at the same time, mm. you know, because I've got a million, as you know, I mean, there's a million things to do in this business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes nothing gets done because it's, you get overwhelmed. You know, I've got to write a 2000 word article for this. I've got to post this for somebody else. I've got an interview tomorrow. Oh, I've got to send out this email because I want to make some affiliate sales for this other thing. And it's like, you know, I've got all these moving parts. And so I'm not the greatest time manager. I mean, I have a calendar. I have Calendia. I've got a little notebook that I keep right on my desk right next to my computer with all my to-dos. But, you know, it's still always, I mean, that's always a struggle. Yeah, of course. I mean, it is for me too. And I've, I've somehow become known as uh, this guy who's really good at time management and productivity because I've taught a lot of other people. And I struggle with it all the time because there's a million things going on. It's so easy to get distracted I mean, you're just connected in all these communities and especially being in sales and running a business and just always wanting to reach out to different people and have different conversations and then running a podcast and doing interviews. And, you know, I could tell just from if we had more time, we could probably go down so many rabbit holes and talk for four hours about all kinds of stuff, right? It would be awesome. 
But, you know, we got to stay focused on what we're trying to do. So speaking of that, last question for you, Steve, for any aspiring or new entrepreneurs out there who are thinking about leaving a job to start a business, um, especially an online business, what's one big piece of advice you give? What's the first thing they should be doing or thinking about as they're going into doing that? Man, there's a lot, but you know, I mean, I would say don't do it just for the sake of doing it because you think you're going to be sitting on a beach with a laptop, you know, do something you love. I, I do believe what Gary Vaynerchuk says, you know, he says, if you love Smurfs, you create a business about Smurfs. He's like, you can monetize anything. Mm. So whatever, you know, and it took me years and years to actually find that I really wanted to do coaching for dads, you know, online. I mean, that wasn't like, you know, it took me a long time. So, you know, you have to really understand what, you know, what it is you're most passionate about. What do you want to get up and do every day? And I do think, you know, just getting started, that's the big thing. I mean, you could, of course, I could get technical and, you know, start a WordPress, a WordPress site and blah, 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 blah. But it's just getting started, you know, take one step towards it, whatever that is, read about something, you know, email one person with a question about your niche that you might be interested in, that kind of thing. But most people won't, you know, they think about it. You know, they're sitting at their desk, they're miserable, man, I wish I, you know, I was out fishing, you know, but you know, I'm stuck at this desk staring at my computer all day long. They go home, the kids jump on them, they, they eat dinner, you know, they put the kids to bed and they're exhausted. They sit on the couch for an hour, watch TV, kiss the wife, go to bed, right? Dreams are forgotten. That happens to almost everybody. I mean, that's, you know, I did that for years. Everybody does that. And it takes a lot of willpower to say, you know what? I'm not going to do that tonight. I'm going to sit on the computer and I'm going to do some research. I'm going to figure out, you know, this, this, and this. Yep. And that's what I did. When I was married, I hated my job. The kids would go to bed. I got online and I would write. And I wrote hundreds of articles for my blog. Hmm. I interviewed, like I said, I interviewed people. I, I did, you know, within four months, I had 20, 25,000 visitors to the site. Wow. Like it, it blew up. And it was, I mean, it's still, it's still a live site. It's not active really, but I just loved it. So, I know I bought a, a WordPress for dummies book at the bookstore, knew nothing, zero, read the whole thing twice, did everything myself. I didn't hire a single person. So my podcast myself, all my design, I even learned some, some coding, like everything I learned from scratch just because I loved it and I wanted to learn more and create this business for myself. So that's what I did. So that's what it takes, you know, just get started. You have to get started. Yeah, you're right. hundred percent. I mean, it, there are so, so many people that are unhappy who feel unfulfilled, who want something different, who are thinking, I want to do more. I need to find a way to make more money. And it's so important to actually figure out when, what, what do you like? What can you do? and start taking some action. Like you said, it only has to be an hour a night. I've heard this advice from other people, but start doing research and start it as a side business. You don't have to quit your job and go all in. You were, you were doing coaching in early mornings yep. while you were working that job, doing things on the side. And that probably built your confidence that you could actually go out and, and do it on your own. Yep. And you know, so many people have done this and eventually were able to grow that side business and, and turn it into their main business. And I did some form of that as well. It's just, that's, that's the way to go, but you got to get out there and start trying and doing stuff and executing. That's what's going to separate those who do from those who do not. And yeah. So. And you know, most people just won't do it. You know, it's, it's in their mind. Oh man, it's going to take so long to get a new business and da 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 and they'll never do it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they're going to wake up. They're going to be 65. They're still going to be doing the same shit. They're going to be still miserable. And now it's too late. 
Man. And so that's, that's my, that site that I was telling you about is called endingthegrind.com. And that was my, it was about ending your grind. It still gets comments almost every day. I get these pings, you know, hmm. people still, still visiting the site and being like, Oh my God, this website, this article changed my life because you know, it hit me so hard because when I wrote it, I was literally sitting at my desk in my office, miserable. Like I want to be anywhere else, but here. And so I would write and write from the heart and it was anger and frustration and all those things I felt. And I would just come out on paper and I would write article after article after article. And people were like, wow, man, this is the real deal. And yeah, that's, that's why. I mean, so it's still, I mean, it's still a passion of mine. I still, yeah. I feel very strongly about, you know, wasting your life sitting behind a desk doing something you hate, whatever, you know, whatever that is. So I can't tell. It doesn't sound like you're very passionate <laughs> about this at all. <laughs> I'm all almost I'm sweating now. I'm like, <sighs> it's okay, Steve. You've left that right. behind. Yes, I know. You're I, doing I what you love now. Good. Remember gratitude. <laughs> yes, um, that's right. That's right. You mentioned the the site endingthegrind.com. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, uh, for anybody listening who wants to find out more, maybe check out your program, check out your your community, your site. Where do they go? So fitdatnation.com is my, my main site, but most of the interaction happens in our private Facebook group, not even the main page. So that's facebook.com. It's forward slash groups, forward slash fitdadbasecamp. So that's the private group that we have. There's about 400 and, and some odd guys in there right now. Um, and it's a great community. We do stuff every day in there, challenges and, you know, it's just a great place. So yeah, so that's, that's where to find me. Awesome. Steve, thanks so much for coming on the Entrepreneur Hot Seat. This was, uh, this was a blast. I love hearing your story. I know it's going to be inspiring to so many other people, especially if they're sitting there in the grind and wondering uh, <laughs> how, to, how to get out of it. So uh, thanks again for coming on and sharing your story. You bet, man. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Yep, you too. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Hot Seat. You can find more information at entrepreneurhotseat.com or my personal website, andystorch.com. Please don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. And if you have any questions or comments, or if you are looking for ways to take your life and business to the next level, you can send me an email to andy at andystorch.com. Take care.